Have you heard me talk about GapArborSupply.com? That's not much of a surprise because, well, first off, they're one of my sponsors. But do you know how they became one of my sponsors? You might think they called me up and said, hey, we'll pay you to put our name on your podcast or website or whatnot. Well, that's not how it happened at all. I actually found out about GapArborSupply.com through some of the climbers that I follow on Instagram. And one day, ZigZagMan said that they were having a deal, so I chose to give them a go. Man, am I happy that I did. I bought from them and was super impressed with their customer service, the pricing, and all the benefits you get from the other companies out there, really. What did I get? Well, I got two-day free shipping on orders over $100. I got very competitive pricing. I found that when I called and talked to both Ray and Kyle, they knew exactly what I was looking for. They understood terms that were common in the industry. And on top of all of that, they had experience from talking to local climbers about what it was that was working, wasn't working, what might fit my style, and what might not. They understand small tree service companies as well as large ones. So if you're looking for a supplier that understands you and knows how to help you, give GapArborSupply.com a go. If you don't find what you're looking for on their website, don't sweat it. Give them a call. They might have it in store. It just may not be listed yet on their site. Hey everybody, welcome back to Elevated Office. My name is Eric McGrew and today I want to talk to you guys about climbing with two lanyards. I never thought that this would be a topic that I've been asked multiple questions about. Um, I thought that people would kind of let it go for what it is. And those who felt like it was a, a good idea would adapt to it. But it's amazing the comments I've gotten about it. So today we are going to go over why I climb with two lanyards, the benefit of it, why it's not for everybody. And we're going to do a brief review of the Petzl Zillin lanyard. Alright, since we're talking about lanyards, let's go over the Petzl Zillin lanyard. So, the lanyard is definitely on the expensive side. And... It's a very unique lanyard for sure. Uh, essentially, it's a Petzl zigzag, but with one less link in it. A little bit more compact. And it's um, it comes in a captive eye lanyard unit. So, each end of the lanyard rope are stitched and eyed and one is for a stopper side and one is for your carabiner side and that's what you get right with the unit now it's been a point of contention for some time that you cannot buy this Petzl Zillin by itself you have to buy it in a lanyard setup and I, I'll admit that that's not my favorite thing um, I'll admit that the fact that it costs more because it's a unit is frustrating as well. And, you know, as is with anything mechanical, there are pros and cons to this unit. 
So, the Petzlzillen lanyard comes in three lengths as a unit. It comes in a two and a half meter, a four meter, and a five and a half meter length. I bought the five and a half meter length. And I want to say that's right at 19 feet or something. 18 feet, or, uh, but close to 19 feet, I think. And it's definitely long enough. Everywhere you look online, it shows this black and I don't know what color that's supposed to be, lanyard. Mine came actually more yellow with black. I don't know if they changed the rope at some point or what the situation is. But on one end, the stopper knot has um, like uh, an eyelet cap where you can't put anything through the eyelet. And I'm sure they do that because they don't want people to accidentally grab the wrong end of their lanyard, put a carabiner through it, and then the device not grab at all. And then on the other end, you have a eyelet, a stitched eye that is encapsulated in a plastic grommet casing that helps orient your carabiner to the right orientation and overall the the way the lanyard is constructed and the device itself is really high quality really really good um because of the zillin being what it is i found that at times if you try in a weird position to pull your lanyard too much at a side motion it definitely will not tend that well makes it a bit of a challenge and I feel like the captive eyelet grommets that are on the end of the working side of your lanyard that are supposed to be captivized for your carabiner are of a quality that will start to wear out fairly soon therefore not keeping your carabiner um as centered as it originally did but that's speculation i haven't had that issue yet i've been climbing on it now for a number of weeks and one thing i've noticed is that it has some definite cons to it coming into the picture from the factory one is that the lanyard rope i just don't like i don't like it for a number of reasons one um, I think they charge a little too much for the unit with that rope on it. Two, the rope uh, has how to say it? it's it's kind of, it's nice and supple in the hand, which I guess is a pro, but it tends to pick on nar- thick bark or ag- aggressive bark trees, and it has already started flaring quite a bit, um, fraying and tip, you know has like hairs everywhere, and in, in the efforts to make adjustments like shifting your hips around sliding around a tree to get on the other side of the trunk or whatever the lanyard is fairly aggressive on the bark in the sense that it grips real hard and I feel like I, I have to fight to, to get the rope to, to move like it needs to just for me to get from one side of the trunk to the other and add in a very tight crotch which a lot of the elms have around here as well as the um, cottonwoods in a lot of places uh, the maples here 
which are most of the trees that I'm in, it, it definitely becomes cumbersome at times to adjust your positioning when your lanyard is already set and you're trying to spin your hips a little bit or get around to the other side of a branch. Um, and if the rope makes a makes contact twice, like if it's going around the side of a bigger stem and then around a branch on the back side and back to you, the fact that it has those two bends in it with the rope the way it is, the lanyard rope the way it is, it becomes pretty much unbearable to adjust for me. So I don't like that aspect of it. Now, the other con that you have to know about this device is the unit itself, the, the Zillin. If the Zillin comes in contact with the trunk, the, the top um, trigger, if you want to call it that, or key or whatever it is, link, it'll collapse sometimes and you just go. Um, you might go all the way to the end of the, the length of your lanyard, which is why it's good to have a stopper knot on it. So that's like when, if you're on a spar doing work, you have to be real careful with this unit because if you adjust it too much and you don't realize it and that trigger hits the, the trunk, it can open up on you and, and give you a, a start for sure. Um, we have thunder. Don't have that much out here. Um, second off, if the unit is loaded where the the links are being bent around the um, trunk or a branch on its side axis, it can fracture them and make it unsafe. So you have to pay a lot of attention with this unit. And therefore, I would say... For a lot of people, this would not be the unit you would want to have. Um, I think that this is a... its a, I like it. I, I do like it overall. Um, so the pros are definitely that it's super fluid running. It has a pulley on it that allows you to tend slack real easy. It even allows you to adjust while you're hanging from it slightly to adjust your your um, lanyard length without having to put a three to one or pull up on your arms real hard. Um, it, it, I really like it for the way that I do it because my lanyards are long because I end up using them as uh, small double rope systems a lot of time. And this unit works great for that. Now it's not a life support system uh, in the sense of sole life support. It's not designed to be a double rope or a moving rope system uh, device, so don't misunderstand. But on those in those particular circumstances where you're shifting around and getting into better work position and things, it is designed for that. And in a pinch, if you accidentally cut your climb line, you could use this to, as a double rope system to get down out of a tree if um, you can if you have enough limbs on the way down to keep making adjustments and, and putting on a new limb. So. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. 
Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. I, I do like it overall. It's compact, relatively speaking. I don't really find it to be much longer than um, running a French VT with a tending pulley. So in that case, I don't know that it would be worse off than it lengthwise. And you're going to have the same problem with a Prusik that you have with this. If a Prusik, and it's happened to me, gets pressed against a... Um, edge of a trunk as you're shifting around it can open up on you and you can start to slide back now the difference is a prusik tends not to open and free fall quite as quickly but the zillin will just like open up sometimes if you get it if you just hit that trigger just a little too hard it just opens up and there you go um so keep that in mind overall i think that if you use the lanyard only for spar work and only for um a, a positioning a work positioning lanyard uh, and it's your only lanyard it may not be the best option uh, for me running two lanyards uh, and we'll talk about this in a little bit better uh, a little bit more uh, detail in the future it is really good if you find yourself that your connection point and your friction device are in close contact to branches and other ropes because of the way you climb or whatever or trunks then this one might open up more frequently than you'd like and no matter what the case is if you start using this lanyard you will definitely do well to practice with it when you're just practicing with a top line in or a second lanyard just because it takes a while to figure out just how much pressure to put on it so that it doesn't just like fully open up on you it you can it like um dustin with popular mechanics says it has a hair trigger for sure so i would for my uses i would give it an eight out of ten for the average climber from what i i kind of get the feeling of talking to people online and stuff i would say it's probably more like a six or seven out of ten for the average climbing population it's it's more specifically a a preference thing and a feel thing so some people will love it some people won't and i think that the people who love it love it and then i think a large portion will just be indifferent or not like it as much so you have to kind of keep that in mind when you're looking at paying 210 to 220 dollars for this thing okay Unfortunately, you can't buy the device on its own. You can cut it off of the rope and it will fit. I don't remember what sizes of rope it fits, but I know it'll fit up to like some 12 millimeter ropes uh, for sure. And I'm going to actually put it on Tri-Tech and start running it with my Tri-Tech here shortly. And I'm also looking at um, potentially in the future getting the ring lanyard rope and trying that as well. So um, I'll let you know how it works with those as I get to that point. So once again, cons, it's got a hair trigger. Don't like the rope that's on it. Um, it is Sonai uh, captive on there, so you have to buy the unit, the, the mechanical device and the lanyard from somebody, which is kind of expensive. And um, 
I think most people are just going to throw the ropes away. It can be bent sideways accidentally and fracture the links, so that's not good. And it's not created to be a double rope system, so don't buy it thinking that you're going to get a two-in-one device for $220. Pros to it, super easy to adjust, um, super fluid once you figure it out, and it alleviates a lot of extra fatigue in your arms when trying to get in position and lift your body weight up if you're out on a precarious limb and you're kind of hanging then you can easily just barely thrust your hips and and get your uh, slack tended on it and it works really well and in a pinch it can work as a double rope system to get you out of a precarious situation um, ideally you would always have another safety rope or another lanyard with you because it's not intended to be used as a sole device for life support in repelling as a moving rope or double rope system so hope that clears that up all right let's move on to why i climb with two lanyards you know when i look for sponsors for the show i look for things that are practical and that add a value to the industry that we're in recoil.com definitely does this i've been using their full reach and their big boss chainsaw lanyards both of them extend to full reach i'm six foot two no problem they reach everywhere i never feel constricted by them and they compact so small on your saddle and they don't get tangled that easy i love those saddles then they came out with the srt foot loop and talking about a beautiful piece of equipment that's durable and is just so functional it stays in place on your foot and it fits wonderful it's easy to clip your carabiner into for your knee ascender and i have done days and days and days of walking on it and it's not even beginning to show anywhere go check recoil.com out that's r-e-e-c-o-i-l Dot com. All right, so let's talk real quick about why I climb with two lanyards. So first off, I want to say that I'm not trying to talk about this topic because I think everybody should climb with two lanyards. Um, each person has their climbing style and each person has a different level of efficiencies and has a different emotional makeup that makes them more confident or less confident or whatever in in the way that they climb and they may not feel that two lanyards is practical for them they may feel that two lanyards is just simply cumbersome in fact i know a lot of guys who complain that they have to have one lanyard they would rather just climb on a climb line and and get out there and cut and not have another lanyard attached at all and of course we know that ANSI standard says that you're supposed to have two tie-in points so of course, minimal one lanyard and your climb line is what you should be climbing on. Or if you're not climbing with a climb line, you should have two lanyards. Now, I climb with a climb line and two lanyards for basically three reasons that apply to me. Okay, once again, this is to me. So I find it to be safer. I find it to be more efficient. And I find it to be less fatiguing. And basically, all of those are interrelated because efficiencies become profit and fatigue becomes safety and safety and fatigue become efficiencies which are also profit so to me it makes me more profitable climbing with two lanyards 
So I'm not saying that it's always a short-term profitability. A lot of guys look at, oh, well, I can do this job in 30 minutes, an unsafe way, or I can do the job safely in an hour and 15 minutes. So they're looking at this 45-minute difference, which I understand, but if they're that stressed over 45 minutes, they're not bidding right, in my opinion. That's just me, though. Second off, they're taking a much larger risk to get the job done in 30 minutes and all it takes is one accident and they could lose months of work or be out of work forever or die okay um so you know let's be realistic um we know that the statistics about death and tree work often are well, their, their lack of planning and they're being rushed. That's just how it is. So when you're rushing yourself and you're not taking safety precautions, it eventually catches up with you in major injury or potentially death. So I, for me, being an efficiencies person and an analytical person, one who that's what my job was, was being an efficiencies expert to find the maximum profitability and that's why I really believe in a lot of ways this the the old motto slow is fast and fast is slow really does apply so I climb with two lanyards because it makes me all of those things in the style of climbing that I have Um, and I think it's important to analyze that because a lot of guys are willing to go way out on a branch and they are on their climb line, which is a more central tie-in, and they're way out on the tip of a branch, and they only have one lanyard, and they're fighting to keep their balance out there, they're fighting to um, manage their chainsaw in awkward positions, and their lanyard's not really doing them any good. The lanyard literally is just a secondary fall protection device, which is fine because that's all the industry states you have to have. But for me, I find that that wears me out more. It makes me slower because I'm trying to um, keep my balance and I'm trying not to use my chainsaw in a way that is the least safe possible. And by having that second lanyard, I can often throw it around a higher branch than what I'm working on or one right next to me which is not that far away and just takes a couple of minutes literally to set up. And then now I am relying on my system to hold me in position and I am able to make cuts. This would all have to do with the kind of trees you're working with as well. So um, out here we have a lot of old plains cottonwoods and elm trees and in those trees I use a second lanyard a lot and here's another thing about that so because the way the elm trees grow out here often the whole tree is either really leaning and it's grown that way so it's strong enough but that's just how it grows and not only that but they arch down toward the ground at the tips well not at the tips but like midway through the branches so you climb up over the peak of an arch and then you're climbing back down on the backside. Well, depending on where that branch is in comparison to your um, central tie-in point, a lot of times I'm climbing above my climb my tie-in point. So my tie-in point doesn't give me much stability at all. 
Having two lanyards allows me huge amounts of stability. If you've ever climbed a Siberian elm, you'll know that not only are they kind of unpredictable about how they work and move and things, but they're like wet noodles in the summer. Um, they, you can have a really strong branch that's not that big in diameter, and as you're walking out or standing on it, the thing just moves like crazy. And I can fight that with my core muscles and walk out there and I can get out there and I can balance myself and I can do the job. I've done it. But I just found that it was a lot more fatiguing to do that than if I just had another lanyard, a second lanyard, and threw it around a neighboring branch or one above me or whatever. And I worked, I worked the branch and that area with two lanyards stabilizing me versus me trying to stabilize myself the whole time. Um, another thing that I found is that people don't understand the level of pruning I do. So I get out on the very tips of these trees and I have, I mean, you know, pruning shears and I'm nipping out the tips of these trees and I'm creating a, a, a thin tip area and I am creating less wind reduction and I'm out there a while sometimes. Um, I mean, it all depends on what the client's willing to pay for. But yeah, so I can be out on very, very thin branches, me being 235 pounds with all my gear on, for a number of minutes, 10, 20, 30 minutes sometimes in an area. And that becomes very fatiguing to have to balance yourself the whole time, just on a climb line and one lanyard. Um, so... Do I always use both lanyards during climbing? No. And I think that's a misunderstanding that a, a number of people have. I always have two lanyards on me, but I don't always connect two lanyards. Um, that's impractical. It's not very efficient in time. But when I need the second lanyard to make something faster, I use it. So I set up a lot of V-rigs with just my lanyards. Um... I do a lot of uh, sectional work with lanyards, so I will get out in these, you know, 60 to 80 foot canopy trees. So, you know, from the main, if you have a fairly central area, you're talking about minimal of probably 30 to 40 feet out to the tips, just one side of the trunk, approximately. And that puts your rope angle at very steep angles and I know like um, zigzagman.zr and uh, countryboypa uh, they all do a lot of redirecting and things and they get out there and that's fine um, I do redirects and things like that as well but I have found for me that it's more efficient to climb with a silky aluminum Zubat pole saw and I can lock myself in with my climb line and three lanyards or two lanyards um, so I have three contact points I'm like rock solid out there and I can do whole quadrants with a pole saw do them well and not really have to move more than a few feet from where I set myself up and just twist myself around and and get myself in position and do whole quadrants much much faster than trying to get out there and climb. Now, if I'm having to do a lot of deadwooding or if I'm having to take off a bunch of sizable branches and not just doing like thinning and stuff, yeah, I'll 
I'll just climb out there with one lanyard in my climb line and I'll, I'll take that off or I'll climb out there and then I'll set a one lanyard in a V system and get myself locked in like that and do it because I'm just out there for a few seconds and then I'm moving on. So it all depends on what I'm doing in the tree and the style of climbing that I'm having to do to accomplish the work. Um, so it really is dependent on factors. I do always climb with two lanyards on me, but I don't always use both lanyards during my climbing is what I'm trying to say. Now, there's another situation I deal with out here quite a bit, and that is the growth of co-dominant trees and this is specifically very common with um, smaller cottonwoods and it's very very common with um, aspens and the elm trees so what happens is the tree the whole tree grows at an angle let's say it grows at a if, if vertical is 90 degrees, it might grow at a 70 or 55, somewhere between 55 and 70 degree angle. And they're rock solid. They've been that way their whole life, but they're crowded. And one is just really seeking, seeking sunlight and it grows out at this crazy angle, right? Well, I have two options here. I can throw my line up in the tree and then I can monkey up the back of it without spikes because I'm just pruning it which is a pain and just, I don't like it. It's not something I feel comfortable with. Um, as far as speed goes, I can do it, but I just don't like it. So I will throw my line in a tree and I will climb to the very top of the tree, but I'm suspended in air, right? Cause the tree's at such an angle that my line hangs straight down. And now I am, oh, I don't know. If I have um, lower branches I have to reach, I might be hanging out 10 to 20 feet from the branch, from the trunk, but because of this point that the the best anchor point I have to tie into. So in this case, I use two lanyards for very specific reasons. One, I throw a lanyard around the trunk of the tree, so I'll get a swing going on and I'll swing over to the trunk of the tree, I'll throw a lanyard around the trunk of the tree, and then I'll set it for my distance away from the trunk. So now my climb line literally is running at an angle parallel to the bottom of the trunk. And if I was to let go of this lanyard, I would just pendulum them back out and be hanging 20 feet from the trunk again, but I don't wanna be that far from the trunk. I only wanna be six feet from the trunk or 10 feet from the trunk. So I use my lanyard to hold me in that position. Now, once that occurs, since there's branches on in, in a tree that's growing in this fashion, typically most common branches are only on about um, three quarters of the tree. So you have them on the sides of the trunk and then the side that I'm hanging from, the, the low side. And usually there's trees close to it on the back side and therefore branches aren't really growing there that that thickly or um, that large that far from the trunk so now once I've set my distance from the trunk with my lanyard then I use the second lanyard to hold me in position toward the side of the trunk and out to the ends of the branches that I need 
Um, and this just makes it more efficient so that I'm not having to let out, climb up, swing out, swing back in, grab another branch, tie off, and all this stuff, and it keeps me stable. I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's the way that I've found to be more productive in my climbing. So for me, it just makes sense. It's practical, it's less tiresome, and the more tired you get, even if you can do it, incrementally the safety factor goes up much in a ratio that's much higher than the fatigue you feel so you get a little bit tired your safety factor just decreased by more percentage points than the fatigue you feel um, it's proven it's just how it is and so throughout the day the more fatigued you get the less safe you are by the end of the day and the more likely some accident that's major is going to occur toward the end of the day because now you're completely fatigued. And I found that climbing with two lanyards keeps me from getting as fatigued. And I'm just, I'm content that way. Am I saying that others should climb specifically with two lanyards? No. I'm just saying it might be something to consider and it's definitely something that I feel is the best option for me. So let's talk now about why some people just don't want to climb with two lanterns. You guys may not know this, but I had a podcast in the past and it was a fun thing to do, but it was a challenge to get my podcast to all the locations where everybody listened to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the such were just a lot of work to manage to get everything where it needed to be. Now though, I found Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too so that you can get paid to podcast. How awesome is that? Honestly, I'm really happy to find Anchor again because I love podcasting. I love talking about what I do and sharing with you all the things that I like to do as well. So if you're interested in starting a podcast like I am, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. And join today for your free podcast and become part of the community. I can't wait to hear what you put out on anchor.fm slash start. So why do some people then say that climbing with two lanyards is ridiculous? Well, there's a few reasons. One is that a lot of guys think that climbing with one lanyard is stupid. They don't want to have to climb with any extra tie-in points other than the rope. To me, that's overconfidence. And they are willing to put them, their potential health and potential injury um, at a higher risk than I'm willing to accept. So they don't want to climb with two lanyards. Um, which is fine. I mean, let me rephrase that. I, I don't want to make the. I don't want this to be misunderstood. I'm saying some people feel that they shouldn't have to climb with any lanyards, and that is just, you know, it, it, friction and and not seeing something in your rope. Any any number of things accidentally hitting your rope. Um, all this stuff could 
could cause major injury and so one lanyard is definitely needed um i mean ANSI standard states two tie-in points and i i totally agree with that now it, whether they want to climb with two lanyards or not i think is a preference i don't really think it's smarter or less smart to climb with two lanyards for me it's just a preference and it makes me feel better but I do find that overconfidence and so one of the biggest accident causing situations in any industry that has dangerous work, it can be um, construction, you know, arboriculture, uh, contractor work for like um, heavy equipment, all that kind of stuff. Most commonly they find that the reason somebody made a mistake and it killed somebody or injured somebody or caused major economic damage was complacency they had become too familiar and too comfortable with the situation and therefore did not take seriously potential hazards um and that's very true with tree climbing i see guys that are old school climbers and they 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 just oh i i haven't fallen out of a tree or i've only fallen out once and i i didn't i didn't die from it and maybe they didn't I mean, okay, fine, but why did you fall out of the tree at all? Um, it, it, there was no need in that when a little bit of just, I mean, we're not talking about things that take like extra hours of your day. We're just talking about things that, that take a few minutes and, and yeah, maybe a few extra hours a week, everything compiled, but, but what is your life worth? I mean, if you want to, if you want to be all arrogant about it, and and try to prove that you're more manly than others then be my guest climb without lanyards climb and climb however you want i i don't care um that's that's between you and your family and your friends i i really don't care i'm not the one that's going to be there to to have to pick up the pieces um i don't think it's smart but i don't care you have to make that decision on your own so that's one of the reasons people just they, they I think some people just like the adrenaline and and they want to prove themselves to be better and and more manly than other people well that doesn't make you more manly to me um maybe a bit dumber but not more manly so you know that that's just how it is and then the other thing that I hear a lot of times is oh it's one more thing to get tangled in ropes climbing with two lanyards instead of just one now, this is a very true fact. I do have to fight more um, keeping lanyards out of the way and things like that. And I have actually analyzed. So I've done charts. I've, I've evaluated time. This is So I don't just record myself climbing for YouTube, for you guys or whatever. I also record it for my own studies. I watch myself climb trees in my videos and then I'm like, oh, well, I, I wasted extra time there because I could have just done that. And then the next time I go out and climb, I, I analyze things and I'm like, okay, and I become efficient, more efficient every time. Um, and I have watched, okay, how much time did I spend trying to get my lanyard line out of, you know, my climb line or whatever? And then how much time did it save me using my second lanyard to get myself in a good work position versus having fought to keep a good work position with only one lanyard? Um, and I found that the, the studies prove that for me and my climbing style, I am climbing more efficiently with two lanyards, even with the inconveniences. Now, 
there are other complaints. So not only do you have to keep your lanyard out of your climb line, you have to be more aware of your lanyard tells. And the longer your lanyard is, the longer you have to, or the more you have to be aware of this. So I climb with two lanyards that are 20 foot long. And a lot of people are like, what in the world are you doing? But I never have 20 foot of lanyard hanging. At the max, I might have like 12 foot of lanyard hanging. I, I always have at least a portion of my lanyard like looped in a bite and connected back to my saddle or something. And I never get it tangled anything. It's very rare that I get that loop tangled anything. It's just like having one lanyard in my opinion. Um, but you do have to watch your tails. You have to make sure they're out of the way when you're rigging and dropping stuff because I, I have had brush kind of get caught in my tail and had to yank it, the tail out as it's falling. Um, but that's my fault. Once again, I wasn't paying attention, but I just looked down. But here's the other thing with that. Almost every time that happens, you know what? The brush doesn't just get caught in my lanyard. It's getting caught in my climb line. So it was a lack of planning on my part. It's not a, a problem with having the lanyard. It's a problem with not taking action that was needed because technically I should have moved my climb line out of the way as well because you don't want pieces you're dropping to get caught in your climb line either. And if it's getting caught in your lanyard and it's getting caught in your climb line, the problem really isn't your lanyard. It's the climb line and you not uh, appropriately managing it. Um, and I, yeah, so I, I don't, personally find that as much of a, a valid argument. I know that that's what a lot of people say. Now, you do have to consider um, you do have to consider the fact that it is extra cost. There, there is a, you're paying for an extra lanyard. You have to have extra carabiners. You have to have some kind of extra device. And it is extra um, safety maintenance. You have to evaluate the prusik you have or the piece of equipment, the rope grabber, whatever, and the rope for your secondary lanyard that there is an added responsibility there so that is true and there is more money spent on it very very true plus it does add some weight to your saddle okay um but once again the minimal amount of weight that that adds to your saddle i don't find to be so much that it outweighs the energy it saves me using a second lanyard so just just my opinion once again it's my podcast. I get to have my opinion and I get to express my opinion. I, I, you know, so the cons to it that everybody talks about are that it's one more thing to get caught up in stuff. And it is. So they have a valid reason for that. You just learn how to deal with it. Two, it's more money. It is that too. Three is that you have more equipment. You have to like keep an eye on maintenance check and all that kind of stuff. So they're right on that. Four, that it's extra weight on your saddle. And once again, they're right on all of that. However, once again, for me personally, none of that really matters. The the cons that everybody has brought up to my attention, and they've been mentioned repeatedly. I get it. They've been mentioned repeatedly. All of those pale very seriously pale in comparison to the benefits I get from climbing from two lanyards. That's just me. That's just how I feel about it. Um, and I, I think that there are some real um, safety reasons that I like to run two lanyards. And let's specifically talk about the safety reasons now. 
So yes, I am a bit more passionate about this episode, and it's just because it's really frustrating that people can at least see the potential safety and efficiency benefits in it, and specifically a couple of people just keep harping on it, and whatever, 
you know, I, I'm done with it after this. If, if somebody is genuinely interested in knowing um, a little bit more or whatever, please feel free to contact me. But this is it for for covering this topic. It's done. It, it doesn't need to be done again, at least on the podcast. I'll probably do a video about it. And we are done with that. So I want to thank everybody for stopping by and checking out Elevated Office Podcast. I've been getting uh, surprisingly increasing numbers in downloads and um, listens. And that's awesome. I'm super glad that everybody's enjoying the the podcast. Um, I do have currently two sponsors for the podcast. One, of course, is Gap Arborist Supply. That's gaparborissupply.com. And you're not going to find really better deals than them. They are competitive with all the big name stores out there online. They have every order is free shipping. Every order over $100 is free two-day shipping. And you can also get 10% off your order through uh, tree climb uh, code. So go check out their website. If they don't have it on the website, make sure you call them. They most likely will have it available. They might not have it listed on the site yet. And then of course the next, um, then of course the next, uh, what is it? Sponsor that I have is Recoil. So Dan has been super encouraging and supportive. So glad to have met Dan and the recoil products are just, I mean, I'm so glad to be associated with him. Super, super stellar. Their foot loop is awesome. The light reach lanyard um, that I've modified for a breakaway lanyard on my handsaw is great. And then, of course, the full reach and the big boss lanyards for my chainsaws are all just wonderful. So I'll go over those in the future in an episode and talk about that. Give them all a check, um, gaparborsupply.com, and then recoil, that's R-E-E-C-O-I-L.com. And some of the stuff you have to buy through the website, but shipping from Australia is not that big of a deal. I, I bought some stuff from Australia, and it was only a few bucks for shipping, so don't sweat it. And yeah, thanks for stopping by. Don't forget to check out my Instagram page. You can find the description or the link in the description of this podcast. Also, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel and um, click the affiliate links there to help support us. And Or, better yet, go click my sponsored links um, for uh, Gap and Recoil and you'll help us all out. So, thanks and I'll see you in the next one.